L to the Izzy, Mick to the Guire. Eighth grade rocks. Be an eighth grader and call someone like a Sebi. Oh yeah. They wear the same jeans, just darker. Hey you kids, cut that out. Frankie, how'd you get out of the TV? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. All right, well, my next guest, I have known them almost my whole life, pretty much, pretty much. So welcoming to the show now, Sarah and Rachel. To me, y'all are Sarah and Rachel Marston, but they're married now and like we're adults. It's weird, but hey guys, welcome hey, to the show. Hey, Hello. Can y'all like do like a, hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Sarah. That way they can differentiate your voices. Yes. Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Rachel. There we go. Perfect, perfect. All right. Hi, welcome to Deaf Enough. We're Thank so you. excited to be at Deaf Enough. I, I can tell. You took notes too. I'm very happy about this. <laughs> yes, we had to be official because Wit, you're so official. Uh, and so we had to impress you. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But okay, so I said I've known you almost my whole life, which is true. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I don't know if I knew you guys when Lizzie McGuire was like a thing. Did I? Yeah. Right. I well, like- I feel like we were probably friends before Lizzie, BL, we before Lizzie. Yeah. And then your dad quit coaching. So the reason we knew each other is because Witt's dad was the head coach and our dad was an assistant coach. And so then when Witt's dad wasn't the head coach anymore, we had some years where we were we were not as close. He that moved was with Witt, by the way. Right? <laughs> yeah, he moved to a different school that was in his hometown. So we kind of lost touch until we were all older. Until it was um, A.L., after Lizzie. After Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And then we picked back up when we were in high school. And now we've tried to make it a point to get together every year. Seems like it, yeah. We've tried, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I do have these random memories of certain like early 2000s. Like We watched Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen one time. Do y'all yes. remember that? Yes, love that movie. Do you, do you remember watching that together? I feel like was it at your house? No, it was at Katie's. I was going to say house. it was in the basement, right? Or, I don't like, know. There was some kind of like rec room yeah. or something we watched it in. Okay. okay. I think so, yeah. What I remember is Wit had this disco ball that oh, yeah, he would disco plug ball. in. And we would turn off all the lights and the disco ball would be going and we would be dancing around to all of the Disney songs. Mm-hmm. And that was the most fun ever. Yeah. And I still have that disco ball. I found it a couple years ago. That makes so. me so happy. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I don't really know like what y'all's Lizzie fandom was. I mean, I assume that you guys were pretty big fans, like everyone. Yeah. Yes, of course. We were like the biggest, especially because we felt like Lizzie kind of represented how we were feeling mm-hmm. at that time. So, yeah, just so relatable. And even now, when I went back and watched the episodes that we're going to talk about. Iconic. Um, mm-hmm. I was just really impressed by how they really still hold up in terms of, like, relatability. And just, they have such good lessons, but without being preachy. Mm-hmm. You know, so many shows go so heavy-handed. Um, yeah, like if a they're music trying, change yeah, at the if end of the episode. To, like, the moral. Right, yeah. Incorporate a lesson, but it just really holds up so well yeah okay well i do have three questions to kind of get a sense of your hillary fandom here a little bit so first question what is your favorite hillary duff movie mine i think would probably have to be the lizzie mcguire movie Mm. the reason being it was just so fun like that movie is just so fun and it was so cool to see these people we had been watching on tv make the leap to the big screen Mm -hmm. and there was just something so like 
fascinating to me, like at the time it came out about that. So it's always held like a special place in oh, my yeah. heart because it was just like larger than life. It was huge. It was a huge deal. I mean, I remember going to see it in the movie theater. Yes, of oh, course. Yeah. So, I mean, great. hey now. Hey now. This is what James made of. <laughs> so my favorite Hilary Duff movie would have to be A Cinderella Story with Chad Michael Murray because... I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm like the biggest One Tree Hill fan ever. Okay. Now, cool. although I'm not Team Lucas, I am Team Nathan. Okay. As far as the Scott boys, okay. Um, shout out to the One Tree Hill fans that might be listening. I didn't watch that show, so okay, yeah. it's so good. But um, I just love that movie. It's a great one. Yeah. It's great. It okay. Um, next question: What is your favorite Hilary Duff song? Mine. I really thought about this, and it would have to be "Beat of My Heart." Oh my because goodness. Because it's such a, like, the music video for it was so cool. Mm-hmm. It's true. The first time I saw it, I remember being like, my mind was blown because it was like, this is Lizzie McGuire, but she's like going this kind of different direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just such a fun, like, dance song. Right. I rewatched it last night too and I was like, I'm right. I'm yeah, gonna say this. Right. <laughs> well, and, and it was like all the glass and like she, yes. even like her, it was like a wardrobe in it yeah. is so cool too. Yeah. That was her big teeth phase a little bit. Though, yeah. So. But I just have to say, I know she got a lot of um, criticism for her big teeth, but I loved the big teeth. Okay. As a person with smaller teeth, I enjoy a big tooth. Okay. And big like teeth. That. Well, she's had, she's had some history with her teeth falling out and such, so yeah. My favorite is Come Clean because it was such a great song, but also it was the theme song for Laguna Beach. Right. And I loved Laguna Beach as well. All of the early 2000s shows I was all about. So that is my favorite one. Last question here. What is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? I really can't pick a favorite episode. It's okay. They're all all so good. You know, I thought it would be easier after re-watching some. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I really can't narrow it down to just one because... I like them all. That's fair. I kind of feel the same way, but I picked this one because it is iconic. And so, of course, that Aaron Carter's coming to town. Right. Because it started the whole Lizzie, or not Lizzie, but Hillary versus Lindsay, like, feud. And, you know, I just, any pop culture from the early 2000s, let me restate 500 times. I'm all about it. That's good. Yeah. Well, I didn't pick out a trivia question for you guys, but there's also a Quizzy McGuire question. And one of the episodes I did, like... I asked someone if they could name all of the the girls that were on the iconic Vanity Fair cover. Oh, can you name? Can them I all? name? Yeah. I, I can name several. Okay, Alexis Bledel, uh-huh. Evan Rachel Wood, yep. Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff. Oh, okay, I can only name. Four. Was Raven Simone on there? Raven, Raven on was there. on there. Yep. Yeah. How many? There's there were, two more. There were sure. two more. Mandy no, there's Moore? three more. Yeah, Mandy Moore. It's gonna give it away if I give a hint. They're so like iconic. Okay, name your name the ones Who you said again. You said Alexis Bledel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like Hillary Duff. Did you say Hillary Duff? Yeah, I said Hillary, and then I said Lindsay, Evan Rachel Wood, Mandy Moore, Raven. Raven. This is a struggle. You're so and, and close. Two is like maybe a hint. Oh, it's Mary Kate and Ashley. Mary Kate oh, Ashley duh. Oh my gosh, I yeah. feel so bad. Yeah. We're also okay. Mary Kate Ashley stands. We are, so I feel really bad that yeah, I left them out. It's okay. This is about Hillary, so it's fine. It's yeah, fine. you're right. That's, That's true. We've got Hillary yeah. on the brain mm-hmm. and no one mm-hmm. else. Yeah. We all had great answers for all your, your favorites there, and we've got five episodes to talk about today, so are y'all ready to jump into that? We are ready yes. to okay. dive in. Throw on some low-rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. 
So we are doing five episodes from season two, and they are, let's see, we've got 11 through 15 here. The first episode is called Over the Hill. It premiered July 12th, 2002. And when I saw the thumbnail for this on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, I don't think I like this one. This is the one where Lizzie thinks about her future. But then I watched it and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so relevant like, yes, for me yes. now. Yes, I thought the same when I saw the thumbnail. I was like, meh. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think it's so pertinent to the situation. Mm-hmm. And this one has those dream sequences, which we actually see a lot through the show. We start and we get to see Lizzie being like her girly girl self, which I love. And I think that's a great aspect to her personality. Yes. And I just have to say the scene, the opening scene, it had her iconic pant and belt purse that I wanted so bad. Like that purse was it at that time. I mean, nothing was cooler than that purse. Her fashion. I mean, man. I yeah, tried so it. many times to like crimp my hair in parts of it and like straighten it in you some bangs. pieces. I had bangs, mm-hmm. but it never looked as good as Lizzie's did. But so, so we see her like talking about her nails at the beginning of this episode and she's asking them to like describe it and they're gold nails, I guess. I wrote down some quotes here. Lizzie says something about throw your hands in the air, wave them like you just don't care. Did we not say that a million times? Yes, and was that not a commercial on Disney Channel? I think it was. It was. And the L to the Izzy, Mick to the Guire. Uh-huh. Yep, that was on a commercial too. Gordo is like talking to them about the dictionary, which I was like, I cannot believe we went here. I love whenever he was like, to, you know, to translate English into girlish. And uh-huh. then I thought, oh, Gordo. I know. And then he corrects himself. He goes, uh, I guess that's not very PC. I know. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know what PC was nope. at the time. But watching it now, it's hilarious. There's yes. so much. There's so much stuff that they throw in here for adults that you just yes. didn't get as kids. So we also see a girl named Kara come in and she's gotten on the Olympic Cara team. Kara Gunther. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And she's gotten on the Olympic team, which is going to kind of set in motion this storyline where Lizzie's like trying to think about her future. Um, let's jump over to Matt's storyline for a second. And we'll kind of knock that out. I loved Matt's storyline in this episode, which a lot of times I don't, but it's just because I don't like scary movies. And as a kid, I was always so scared of everything. Like, oh my gosh, I could relate to this. But he watches a scary movie with Sam and Joe. So yeah, how are how are y'all with scary movies as kids? Because I couldn't do it. We loved them mm. so much. Um to plug like another Disney show, so weird. Oh my gosh, was like my favorite On whenever Disney Plus. it was out. Yeah. Also to plug a decom, don't look under the bed. So scary. One of my favorites Loved. on my watch list. Mm-hmm. We love, but our mom loves scary movies. Okay, yeah. So we like grew up watching scary movies, and so to this day we still love scary oh, yeah. movies. Gotcha. Back to Lizzie though. So. She's on the phone. We get a three-way call. Love the three-way calls. I love it. And let me just say, when she's scraping her tongue with the gum scraper, I wanted one so bad from the dentist. And I I was like, why will the dentist not give me a tongue scraper? I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I thought I needed it. I didn't know what that was. I I didn't know what it was before that episode. And then I also felt like I needed one. (laughs) And then I just... I love the way that they do the split screen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just all like vertical split mm-hmm. screen. They do like different effects with it, and it's just so entertaining. Right. 
And in this episode, well, in this moment, Gordo is talking about how he has a film screening this weekend. Miranda has a cello recital, which I was like, I didn't know Miranda. Miranda was a cello player. Super random. Yeah. I would not have picked that instrument for her. Yeah. Um, Lizzie also sees kids overachieving on TV later. Oh, yeah. Every channel she flips through, it's an overachiever. Of course. So then she has this dream, and she's dreaming about her life. It's in October of 2036. So we like went way into the future. She's working at a place called called Burger Planet. She reminded me of Jennifer Coolidge in Legally Blonde. 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely, like, took inspo Mm -hmm. from that look. She had little glasses. Her hair was up. Yeah. And even at the the fast food place, she's watching TV again, and she sees Miranda on TV playing the cello. Yes, and also just let me say, I love how Miranda has, like, full-on gray hair. (laughs) Oh, I love, yes, and she's horrified, you know, when she she thinks that that's how Lizzie, like, imagined her. She was like, like, my abuela? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. This might be skipping ahead a little bit, but when Gordo drives away and there's that like futuristic sound, but it's just a normal car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to see like, is this a flying car? What are we doing here? Um, But Gordo does show up in a limo and he's in the backseat. Gordo is now, you know, a Spielberg director. So that's great for him. And Lizzie is like trying to talk to him when she finds out it's him in the back seat he has a mustache barely yeah a little Um, pencil thin mustache yeah yeah. um his little hair is slicked down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's being fed french fries by like a handler curly fries yes oh you took good notes yeah oh yeah it always made me want curly fries yeah and he's yeah he's being fed them and he's like fry me (laughs) fry me (laughs) um but yeah So Lizzie doesn't get to talk to Gordo, and then she wakes up. She gets really scared, and she runs to her parents' room, which is when we see Matt in the parents' bed. So we get two horror movie references. And first, Lizzie is saying that Matt, uh, when Matt, like, wakes up in the middle of the night, she's like, Sixth Sense here is seeing dead people again. Yes, I loved it. I loved it because I'd never seen The Sixth Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah. So then watching it now, I was like, oh. Love that reference. Yes. But then Lizzie also, when she goes into her parents' bedroom, she has another line from Silence of the Lamb. The oh, Hello yeah. Clarice. Right. Yeah. And with that one, I was like, oh, Matt, you should definitely not be watching Silence of the Lamb. Right. Yet. Which I didn't know any of these references again. Neither did so. we at the time. Right. At the time, no. Now, mm-hmm. iconic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Sam and Joe, the parents, they go have a chat with Lizzie. And I wrote down this line. You probably wrote it down too. But she says, well, I've been singing oops, I did it again into a hairbrush. Other people have been doing, you know, A, B, C, D. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like the amount of times they reference Britney in this show, I'm just like, thank you. Yes, yes. They, they respect Britney. They do. Ugh, love it. Sam brings up rhythmic gymnastics as something that Lizzie did, which oh, that's yeah. a great episode. Love that episode. So, mm-hmm. They basically tell her, though, that she's going to figure it out along the way, which I was like, oh, the theme song. <laughs> right. Um, and she doesn't need to know what she wants to do right now, but... That doesn't work for Lizzie. Like, she's still, like, set on finding one thing. Matt's storyline for a second, the B storyline. Melina and Lanny come over, and they work on this ghost problem. And they do feng shui. Oh, my gosh. Like, Joe was not having it. Right. They have Because they have just the most surface-level knowledge of what feng shui is. Mm -hmm. So they just go crazy, rearranging the furniture, turning it upside down. But I appreciated that they had a fiddly fig in their um, living room that in the sounds... McGuire household. Yeah. They were very ahead of their time. They were. Joanna they were. Gaines could never. Mm, I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So that's what's going on with Matt. And in a little while, we'll, we'll wrap his story up at the end because it kind of wraps up with the whole episode. But Lizzie, meanwhile, is still trying to find her career. But basically at this point, 
she comes to her senses and is like, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. This is really silly. And Gordon and Miranda are, you know, there for her. And Lizzie also dreamed of being a stay-at-home mom in the future. And they oh, have her as, I like, Mrs. McGuire, basically, yes. as Joe. She has the same hair, uh-huh. the same, like, little glasses, glasses, glasses yep. and, like, outfit. And then who's her husband? Gordo! I know! I know, that was so cute. Which I totally thought Ethan was going to walk through the I door. I know, me too. And then I love that they just, like, hug so sweetly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's home from work. Mm-hmm. But we're planting little seeds for what's to come with Gordo and Lizzie, I feel like, in season two. And then to wrap up the whole episode here, so Sam's friends who have the chimp come over and pretend to be Ghostbusters because Matt, it's gotten out of control, his fear here. And they do this weird dance. They're dressed like Ghostbusters. <laughs> they do this yeah, dance on their back deck. And then one of them falls through the deck, which I was like, what? <laughs> um, and and there are puppies under the deck. That's the weird noise that I guess Matt's been hearing. Yes. And I didn't even, I didn't even realize that he'd been hearing a weird noise. No, so. I don't think it was ever alluded to before this moment. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, I think it was kind of vague. And then it was like, let's explain that that's what why he's been afraid because he's mm-hmm. been hearing these puppies. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of animal work in this yeah. episode of Lizzie McGuire. The chimp, the puppies, and those were big puppies. They like, were. Yeah. That was not a newborn <laughs> situation. They were definitely ready for a home. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we, we never got a resolution, like, after that episode, like, they were never mentioned again. Right. So, right. I mean, I'm assuming they all just, like, went to good homes. Yeah. One thing that I have said on this podcast already, and – as I've been watching this whole show, it's like, we're just not going to question it because there are so many things that happen where it's just like, whatever. Each episode, I mean, there are like the overarching storylines, but then like really each episode is just like a standalone story Mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. We haven't talked much about Animated Lizzie. Are y'all Animated Lizzie fans? Oh, I love uh, Animated Lizzie in some episodes. Mm -hmm. In some episodes, kind of like with Matt, Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't love the lines that they do for animated right. Lizzie. But I will say, I do love at the end of every episode when they show the bloopers. I love that animated Lizzie also has bloopers. It's her own yeah. blooper. Yeah. Because I do appreciate just, that. Yeah, it's fun that like they chose to do that mm-hmm. because obviously they had to create bloopers for animated Lizzie. Right, yeah. Well, the reason I bring up animated Lizzie is because she has a line at the end of the, the show and she's like, maybe puppies could be my new career. I guess like alluding to a veterinarian or like she says painting the dog's nails. And then she says, but first I will have to answer the age old question. Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> We know that song. I mean, yes. come on. Yeah. That song was played at every single assembly at our elementary school. Same. And yeah. I'm pretty sure to this day, it is still played at every assembly at our elementary school. Yeah. And Shout out to Lawrenceburg Public School. <laughs> well, we played it at our Cub Run, which was like our little fundraiser. Yes. And I, I wouldn't doubt that they still play that to start the Cub Run every year. Even yeah, though yeah. kids now wouldn't know who the Baja men are for oh, anything. No, so. no. Well, any other thoughts on this episode? Like, message-wise, I thought this was so great, and it really struck me now as an adult. I think as a kid, I would have been like, eh, career. Like, especially, I was a lot younger than Lizzie, even. But And we did have those career day things in school, and but I feel like we're all just trying to, like, figure it out, you know? For sure. It was a very good episode, and, you know, you just can't judge an episode by the thumbnail. That's what we learned in here. That is what we learned. That is so what we learned. Oh, my goodness. All right. Our next episode is Best Dressed for Much Less. It premiered July 19th, 2002. And I feel like this episode is super memorable. Like, people mm-hmm. remember this one for sure. Especially those jeans that mm-hmm. she's trying to get from the Style Shack. Oh, my gosh. The Style Shack, though. Love. Which, there's some continuity issue here. Because the first time Lizzie tells her mom how much the jeans are, she says they're $110. Yes, and then they were 65 Like, what happened? Yeah, they Did they get sale. marked down? Like, <laughs> what's going on? So they kind of messed up there, but 
Anyway, so this episode is about they're voting for class favorites. So superlatives, basically. But, you know, Gordo, like, definitely always makes the point to say, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, every episode, he's like, popularity is not a big thing, all this. Um, But in this episode, he actually wants to be most photographed, which I was like. Yeah, which is an unofficial superlative. (laughs) Which, let me just say, can I, I, Rachel, I think, even though this episode, you know, came out, what year did you say? 2002. 2002. I think that it really planted a seed in Rachel's mind. So, yeah, do you want to tell what you did? Why yes. is this? So, one year, um, I guess I didn't know where the inspiration came from, but obviously watching this back, it was David Gordon. I also got in, like, every club picture. <laughs> she decided... At the school? <laughs> because, you know, you flip to the back of the yearbook, you look for your name, you see all the pages you're on. Oh. Well, one year, Rachel decided, I'm going to get in every club photo... <laughs> regardless of whether or not I'm in the actual club. And she did. I did. I did. And I ended up having to pay like $20 to like for them to Photoshop me out of some. Oh, yeah. But some I got to stay in that they didn't realize that I really wasn't in. Yeah. Some of the like larger clubs that had enough members to kind of blend in. Well, because what they would do is they would call all of the clubs to the gym. And so then they would say, okay. SGA, go sit down. Okay, key club. So you would go, and I would just go and sit with the people. Oh, why not? And so then the teacher who was in charge of, like, the yearbook, Mm -hmm. she realizes. Oh, no. She was so I was in a lot of clubs. I have to say I was in a few clubs. She was in probably at least, like, four or five different clubs. But, yeah, she realized, and then told Rachel she would have to pay because they were going to have to now Photoshop Rachel out of the clubs that wow. she wasn't really in. That is a great story. I'm glad I gave you this episode. Yeah. Not even yeah. knowing that. It worked out. It did, yeah. But that's what Gordo wants to do. And Lizzie thinks that she can win most poised, which is hilarious because Lizzie is a klutz. Yes. And Gordo points that out very quickly. But then Miranda is like, ooh, I could be most poised. So Miranda's going for that. And Lizzie decides to go for best, best dressed. dressed. Yeah. Lizzie tells her mom that she wants to win Best Dressed, and her mom says, that's so materialistic. Be cool if you won, though. Oh, I I love that because I feel like that is so relatable, too, is because she, like, she doesn't want Lizzie to be materialistic, but then she is, like, excited for her that, like, she could possibly win. Well, and then you find out that Joe herself almost won Best Dress, but then Coco beat her. Coco, yeah. yeah. Who Sam was like, oh, she was hot. And I was like, whoa, Sam, calm down. I know. He was just eating that apple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sam is such a dad. It's, it's, so much. Okay. (laughs) Now, at first, Joe offers to help Lizzie with the outfit situation, and she's like, I'll wash things for you or iron things. And then Lizzie says, no, no, there's a new pair of hip huggers at the Style Shack, and it's $110. And Joe's like, no, this house runs on a budget. All right. Matt's storyline, really quick. I don't really care for his storyline in this episode, but he's trying to be a star. He got on this Uncle Wendell show, which is like a kid's show, and then we see him being mobbed by kids around town. I just didn't really care for this the, one. The best part of his storyline in that episode is whenever he's like, Ted, were you like in the, the secret, se- ser- yeah. secret service? Yeah. Yes. And I, like that was the funniest part. When he, and then he like has a flashback where he's like thinking of himself in the secret service. And then he goes, I'm not at liberty to discuss that. But I like, know. That was the best part of that storyline was yeah. just that ending. I made it about for that. Sure. That's pretty much it for Matt's storyline. We're not going to waste time on that. Back to Lizzie. So... Joe has offered to take Lizzie bargain hunting to find outfits for best dress. Oh, yeah. Which to Lizzie sounds like the worst thing. But that's like a cool ever. thing. 
Especially oh, yeah. now, right? Yeah, but definitely back then because our mom definitely made us shop at like the sale section and it was a little like, uh. Mm. We, yeah. But, but like it is now, like when you've got, it's like, very trendy. Yeah. Yeah. She comes up with this idea with Miranda and Gordo to put their money together because now the pants are only $65, which I'm just like, whatever. Um, so they put their money together and they're going to buy the pants. Lizzie's going to wear them and they're going to hide the tags, make sure she doesn't have any spills. And as soon as I say like, oh, we're not going to have any spills, I'm like, oh, you're going to. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going to return them and get their money back. Well, Lizzie goes and gets the pants. Joe goes bargain hunting, and we got to talk about Joe's trip to the mall or oh to gosh, the bargain with store. That because that tall woman, uh, the cat sounds. <laughs> I love it. The yes. little cat fight. Like she was, she was having a thing with this taller woman who they were just eyeing each other about clothes, and it looked like Black Friday. I have it to say, did. when they when they were standing in line, I was like, whoa. Well, Joe finds some outfits for Lizzie, and meanwhile, she went and got the jeans. And when Joe shows her the outfits, she actually pulls out a pair of jeans that Lizzie's like, oh, these are kind of cool. And basically, they were the same jeans, just darker. They were. Mm-hmm. They were just like a dark wash. Mm-hmm. It's like some cute studs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I liked, you know, Lizzie was thinking about it and her um, little animated Lizzie was like wearing the jeans. Yeah. Which, I thought that which, was Yeah, cute. which was great because yeah. we always see her in the same outfit pretty much. Um, Lizzie's still kind of like, you know, these are cute, but she's going to wear the other pants. And she goes to school. She changes in the bathroom. And she puts on like this. Did you make a note about it? It was like all butterflies. butterflies which yeah. we love the butterfly clips always. But I was like, this is very metamorphosis. That's Lizzie. what I yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. So when Lizzie comes out of the bathroom in the jeans, they link arms. Miranda, Lizzie, and Gordo, which yes. I remembered this so vividly. Yes, and yeah. state their superlatives that they're going for. Yes. And then what happens? Okay, so Miranda trips on it's the very janitor's like Wizard of Oz. It's, mm-hmm. Yes, Miranda trips on the janitor's uh, like broom. broom, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy tries to catch her. He's holding a smoothie. The smoothie flies in the air and it lands on Lizzie's pants. So. Oh yeah, just all over completely. <laughs> ruining, of course, it's red, uh-huh. ruining them and ruining any chance of like best dress. Ruining her being able to return the pants and get Everything. her Gordo and Miranda's money back. That it she also from ruined them. Miranda's most poised because she tripped. Yeah. Yeah. So then Lizzie has to put on the jeans that her mom bought her, which you know we knew that was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Oh yeah. Um, and people are complimenting her on them, which is oh, left you know, and right. Yeah, yeah. Like she put on those jeans and people were like, people, whoa. Lizzie. Yeah, took a second look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the episode, we see Lizzie at home, and we see Joe stocking the kitchen cabinets with the toilet paper because she ran out of room. She bought the big bulk uh, 50 roll. Oh, yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. She's, like, got to find room in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And Lizzie is helping her out, and they talk about who won, which Claire won. Well, mm-hmm. and then I will say I teared up about whenever Lizzie said whatever it was about how she wasn't with her mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buying yeah. the bargain clothes. Yeah. Let's see if I wrote well, it here. Yeah, she's... Oh, go ahead and see if you wrote it. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't write the exact quote, but oh, she was okay. just like, um, people were asking me, where did I get these pants? And I didn't know because I didn't go with you shopping. And then she says, next time, I don't want to miss out on that. And she's like, I appreciate everything you do for me. And I was like, yes. And see, that's it's like... very sweet. That's the thing about, like, Lizzie came to that realization. Mm-hmm to like talk to her mom about it. Yeah. And I love that Joe never finds out about the other pants too. I know, but because, I will say yeah. I couldn't remember if she did or not when I was rewatching and it did give me a little stress. I know cuz I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to end bad. Like yeah. Joe's yeah, going to be sad. Cuz Lizzie has to like kick the bag under the bed oh, where yeah. she's bringing her the clothes she mm-hmm. found. Cuz we do see episodes where Joe does get her feelings hurt by Lizzie, but mm-hmm. yeah. this was not one of them. So and the very end of this episode, I love how it ends. So Lizzie says, the hip huggers, the new ones were 65 the bargain pants were 12 
afternoon hiding toilet paper and laughing with my mom priceless and you see the text on the screen yes so good like the writers in this show i'm just like this is so good yeah yeah all right the next episode is called you're a good man lizzie mcguire shout out to charlie brown because that's where the title comes from it premiered july 26th 2002 and I remembered this episode, or I remember this premiering the same night as Gotta Kick It Up, y'all. Oh, my memory. Yes. So this episode is about the school dance coming up, the spring fling. I feel like we have a million school dances on Lizzie McGuire, yeah. but you there got to. always happen You got to. Mm-hmm. And Miranda wants to be on the committee. Miranda and Lizzie both do, and they don't have dates. Oh, I wrote down something about how Lizzie says that Josh Harnett, Hartnett. Yeah, Hartnett. Yeah. I didn't yes. know who that was. He was Josh such a heartthrob of like the heart early okay. 2000s. Okay. Oh, she was saying she didn't have a date, but does Josh Hartnett go to this school or something? No. Um, we see Mr. Mosby as the principal. Yes, I wrote him down. I was like, Mr. Mosby? Uh-huh. Yeah, because the funny thing about that is, you know, Lizzie Moore was on the air. Time gap. And mm-hmm. then he was Mr. Mosby on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. So Lizzie and Kate wind up being in charge thanks to the principal. He, like, assigns them the spring fling, which I was like, really? Like, of course Kate's going to be in charge. And so they are searching for, like, where the dance is going to be out in the schoolyard or whatever. And there is this statue of the first principal for their school, Walter Patterson. It's and like I love a bust. the quote. <laughs> yeah. You want to say it? Go for it. Hey, you kids, cut that out. Yeah. And I remembered that so I well. I did, too. Me and my friends would say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just all the time, like obnoxiously. Yeah. But Kate wants to move the bust and she pushes it out of the way. It falls and breaks. And Kate does not care. She is like, um, oh well. Yeah. She, which is so Kate. <laughs> and she's like, they're not going to, t- or she's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. You're not going to tell anyone. And no one sees. It's just her and Lizzie. But of course, Lizzie, you know, she's like the truth teller. She's like Miss oh, yeah. Goody Goody. She, she feels she has the a guilt moral compass. Over it. Yeah. Immediately stressed out about this. And we actually see her like she's hiding it in her backpack. It's it's very strange. It's like, how'd you put that thing in your backpack? That was a really <laughs> big head. So that's going on with uh, Lizzie. Miranda has a date for the dance, Cody Pearson, who we've never heard of. And that's kind of the running joke in the episode. They're like, who is Cody Pearson? And he yeah. like asked Miranda on this date. And I didn't remember that we even got to see them and I thought or see him. And yeah. I thought we weren't going to. Like I thought that no, was gonna I be the joke at the either. end. Yeah. So and we saw him and I was like, What what? Who are yeah. you? Never see him again in the show. So No, he it was almost like we could imagine that he was like somebody who had just moved there and uh-huh. then maybe he like moved away or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, when Lizzie tells Moran and Gordo what happened with the head of the statue, Gordo's like, no, you're not going to tell anyone. And Miranda's kind of like, no, you need to rat out Kate. They try to fix it with gum and like, wow, like my and, jaw hurt for them because yeah. it made me think of like that. I don't know which gum it was. Hubba Bubba. Hu- yes. I know exactly. And what it's you're like about. your jaw would hurt after chewing it. It's so big and like dense yeah. that you had to chew and chew and chew for it to even like soften up at all. And they put so much gum on that that thing. Because oh, yeah. the head like split in half at one point. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, that's when I tried to fix it together. So but that doesn't work. And we also see Kate like taking credit for the statue because people are like, Good, oh, yeah. this is great. Right. They get you know, they're in trouble because no one has confessed mm-hmm. to this vandalism. Right. Yeah, which they get called to the to an assembly, and the principal's like, somebody needs to confess, or we're not going to have the school dance or something. So we know where this is going. We know where this is going. <laughs> Let's jump to Matt's story here for a second. In this episode, Matt and Lanny are trying to get bikes, which 
I didn't really love this one, but I kind of thought like the neighbor was kind of funny. Right. But, yeah, um, Mrs. Carabino. Ooh. Drop <laughs> that name. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're kind of afraid of her because she's really weird. She has like bald cats. Uh-huh. Yes. And like cats. they dread going over there, but they need that money so they can get the bite. Yeah. So they clean out her attic, which I was like, wow, y'all, like, they just took everything out, basically. Like, it was empty, so. (laughs) They cleaned it out. (laughs) They did. And she pays them, but it wasn't enough, and so they buy a bike and they share it. That wasn't going to work out, and it it doesn't. Like, Lanny rides off, and then Matt's just sitting there. And it kind of comes between, like, the bike comes between Matt and Lanny's friendship. And I was like, aww. Um, And they wind up, like, calling each other at the end, and he's like, can we just, like, sell the bike? And they decide to start an ostrich situation or something as you do yeah as you do. the logical next a business step. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um and so that's kind of how that goes i don't really have any other thoughts on yeah that here so lizzie has another nightmare about the head which she has so many nightmares in these episodes she guys. really you know lizzie operates at a high level of stress <laughs> she does it's true she and does i can relate yeah <laughs> yeah but in this nightmare it's like Miranda and Gordo's heads are talking to Lizzie. It, we see Lizzie in the bed, and then it's kind of like the little devils on mm-hmm. your shoulder, basically. Oh, yeah. Also, the little head, uh, the principal's bust, like, pops up in between Miranda oh, and Gordo yeah. at one so, point. Hey, you kids, cut, cut that, that out. out. <laughs> yep. yep. So Lizzie goes into the principal's office, and we actually don't see her, like, talking to the principal about it. We don't see her confess. Right. You know, they were building a little <laughs> suspense because they, you know, watching it when you're younger, or maybe even some people just watching it the first time, you might think she is going to ride on Kate. Right. And so Lizzie, she lies and says that she she takes the lame. She says she broke the head statue. And then we find out that, you know, the dance is back on, but Lizzie can't go. So at the very end of the episode, Lizzie is crying to Joe. And I was like, Hillary, get oh. these tears out, girl. Like, yes. Listen, I loved... Where was her Emmy? Right? The, <laughs> the funniest thing about that scene is the way that we, the audience, know exactly what she's talking about. But to mm-hmm. Joe, who has heard none of this until this moment, it makes absolutely no sense right. at mm-hmm. all. Because she's yeah. just saying random snippets like, and I don't want to go to Canada and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Joe is like, okay, wait, what in the world is yeah. going on? Like, you're clearly very upset. She's like, okay, there's a statue. Or yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> But Joe is going to try to help her, obviously. And then the doorbell rings. At first, it's Gordo. And then it's Miranda and Cody Pearson. Yeah, And, get and to see. you know, Cody Pearson is like, he walks in. And then Miranda has to mouth to Lizzie, yeah. like, this is him. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, hi, Cody. Uh-huh. Like, as though she knew who he was the whole time. Even mm-hmm. though this is clearly the first time she's laid eyes on him. And she's, like, pretending <laughs> right. like she already knew who he was. Right. And then more people show Ethan up. Ethan Kraft shows up with two two-liter <laughs> soft drinks in each hand he's holding them very strangely yeah like by the bottom and the top is going up like almost to the crease of his arm like where his elbow connects and that's how he's walking in holding and then he walks in with larry tudgeman tudgeman who he is like you know he says something really weird like we come bearing libations or something (laughs) he's wearing wearing a little beret larry tudgeman is poor larry tudgeman oh the tudge and then there's a dance party in the backyard we see kate all alone at the dance and she's like where is everybody i think i don't know if y'all said this line but 
basically Ethan's like, since or someone says, since mm-hmm. Lizzie couldn't go to the party, they're bringing the party to her. I think it was yeah, Ethan. I think it yeah. was. And uh, the dance in the backyard, though, like Lizzie oh, and that boa, was, they were getting down. It was fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which I couldn't believe that. Like, everybody showed up to the house. I know. And it was a little out of character, because especially in season one, like, Lizzie is so embarrassed by her parents. Like, she would never have wanted the whole school over mm-hmm. at her house. Yeah. But you kind of just forget about it. It's like, yeah. Okay, yeah. This was another fun episode. It I, was. You know, message-wise, I guess it's just kind of like, tell the truth. but Tell the truth, and people will recognize you're a good person. Yeah. Or something. So, yeah. Yeah. The next episode is called Just Like Lizzie. It premiered on August 9th, 2002. That premiered on my birthday. Oh. What? What? How Y'all. old did you turn that day? Mm, 2002, eight? I would have been 11. And I was nine. So I guess I was eight. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say my only note for this episode was the single white female episode. Oh, 100%. Because the what? The single, single white female. female. It's this movie, which is basically the plot line of this episode. Okay. It's very creepy. Well, I remember this episode being creepy. And it when was, I saw this thumbnail, I, I was like, it. no. I was yeah. like, I don't want to yes. watch this one. And this one infuriated me. Oh, yeah. on the lead. I remembered it almost line for line. Like, as I was Say, watching Sebi. it. I, yeah. Yes. And I thought, okay, I cannot Cringe. wait to be in middle school and, like, be a Sebi and, like, be an eighth grader and call someone, like, a Sebi. Oh, yeah. But sure. it's so cringy now, though. Like, when she said Sebi, I was like, oh, gosh, because we never said that. No, no we never nobody did. Nobody ever said that. That was clearly, like, the writers were trying to, like, come up with slang yeah. that an eighth mm-hmm. grader would use. Yeah, not true, not true. And that's how the episode actually starts. They're talking about, ooh, we're in eighth grade now. And, like, Lizzie says, eighth grade rocks, which I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, and Lizzie says that she's met a Sevy who reminds her of herself. And we see the Sevy. Her name is Andy. And her brown the, hair. Her brown hair. Do you think the brown um, hair was a wig or the blonde hair was a wig? Oh, the brown. The brown. Was a wig. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Ethan tells Lizzie that she's looking good this year. Oh, oh Ethan. Yeah. And Lizzie's like back at you. So the confident, a little bit yeah, of confidence. Yeah, a little bit. She's like, wait, what? Did I just say that to Ethan? Mm-hmm. Crack? Yep. And basically, Andy is saying that Lizzie is her role model. She's like, you're my role model. She goes, you're more than a friend. You're my role model. And it's just, it gets creepier from there. So let's jump to Matt's storyline and knock that out because it's fine. It's He's he's in Wilderness Cadets, which is basically the equivalent to Boy Scouts. Yeah, he's so worried that he's going to have to go back to Bunny. (laughs) Bunny Cadets. Cadets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he needs to get a patch on his own. They try to do some stuff, he and Sam, and they try to make a fire, or they search through leaves, trying to identify leaves, and it turns out to be poison ivy. And while all this stuff is happening, like, Sam catches on fire later when they're doing a campfire. Yeah, it all goes awry. Right. And Matt, like, has to get the first aid kit and help his dad. And so then, in the end, we see, like, oh, he gets a first aid patch Yeah, thanks to Joe recognizing that, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, oh, it's all just basic, you know, training. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, Matt, you earned your first patch patch yeah so we see andy start being more like lizzie and she meets gordon and miranda and they actually really like her and i made a note about her outfit lizzie's outfit it was the like snow leopard or the the white tiger mm-hmm. shirt oh yeah and andy has it on too now andy also has blonde hair yes which yeah. is just Shook. like a trippy yeah she Ugh. got her hair to like lizzie's level of blonde like she mm-hmm. ran, <laughs> ran to the salon and said get me to this level and we know that is not how it goes yeah so. and also where were andy's parents where were andy's parents you know they must have been wealthy and just kind of like they left <laughs> her to her own devices because she had enough money to like buy all of lizzie's clothes and like get her hair done yep true they definitely were like wealthy absentee parents yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Miranda, Miranda and Gordo actually start to like Andy more, basically, or that's how Lizzie feels. And at this point, she's getting worried. And Gordo even says something like, if she wasn't a Sevy, I'd probably ask her out. I know, yeah. honestly. And and Lizzie goes, well, then why don't you, you may as well ask me out. And he's like, why would I do that? And it's like, Gordo, come yeah, on. Come on. Come on, you clearly have a crush. It's like, he just doesn't, it's like at times he realizes he mm-hmm. has a crush, and then at other times he acts like he doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a little montage where, once again, Lizzie has a nightmare. Sarah and I quoted this <laughs> oh, all yeah. of the time as children. All the time. What was it? We don't need you anymore. We, we have, have Andy, Andy now. Oh. And then also that you're my, my role model, role model, role model, role model, role model. Wow. So Lizzie is freaked AF at this point. And she's like, I don't want to let Andy down, but I want to set a good example. But she's going to basically tell her, you know, stop. Later in the episode, Lizzie's at home and Andy is at her house, which is very creepy. And Lizzie snaps at Andy at this point. And she's still kind of gentle. And Andy kind of storms out. We know that's over. by Andy because we were done with her way before that. Way before that. Oh, yeah. She just had done too many creepy things. Mm -hmm. Just straight up copying Lizzie, like stealing her style. But then beyond that, just being creepy, like going through her locker, rearranging her stuff, learning her schedule when Lizzie hadn't even told her. And not just that. I think the most frustrating part was um, the Gordo and Miranda of it all. Yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't just, even creeped out by it. They were they like, were, oh, we like, you know, Andy's mm-hmm. great. And they were totally discrediting Lizzie's feelings. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like they had no time. So we see Andy now acting like Kate at school. Oh, so yeah, Kate is her wearing, new obsession. Yeah, and it's just she's like, got the same outfit as Kate yeah. and everything, too. And they do that whole, like, whatever, or, you know, yes. with the fingers like Kate does. And the line here is, live and learn. And it's just oh, like, oh. So. Yeah. Then Lizzie and Miranda and Gordo are talking about it. And Lizzie says, you know, Andy really should want to copy someone for important reasons and not superficial ones. And I was like, okay, that's that's true. Like, we should find good role models. And for yeah. me, Hillary Duff was that role model. So thank you, Hillary. Yeah. Yes, so. and she has proven to be a great one. Yeah, yeah, she has. Yeah, and then the last thing I wrote down here is Gordo was like, you never figure out who you are if you're trying to be like someone else. So mic drop, yeah. Gordo, always. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. Our last episode is the Frankie Muniz episode, which so great to see him guest starring here. And this episode, if I can get it pulled, okay, it's called Lizzie in the Middle, and it premiered August 23rd, 2002. Were y'all Frankie Muniz? You said you watched Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah, so I actually didn't watch it when it was, like, on the air. Okay. But then, like, now as an adult, I've gone back and watched it, and it's hilarious. Like, I think whenever I would try to watch it, it would be on, like, when I was younger. I was like, oh my gosh, like, these kids are so loud and, like, obnoxious. Mm. And then you watch it now, and it's like, that's the point, and that's the comedy of it. Right. But as a child, it stressed me out too yeah. bad. <laughs> I feel like that was one of those shows, too, where like my parents didn't really want me to watch that yeah, show. Same. It was a little more mature. Like, it wasn't a Disney Channel show. Right. right. It was, yeah. And I think it's it's funnier to me, personally, watching it as an adult. And it's, like, such a great show. Mm-hmm. And then I loved his work in um, the iconic film Big my Fat Dog. Liar. Oh, Big Fat Liar. I thought oh, you were going to yeah. say My Dog Skip. With Amanda Skip. Bynes. Oh, I love Big Fat Liar. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's such a good movie. Wait. My Dog Skip. Do y'all remember that one? Was Amanda Bynes not on that cover, too? Oh, did we and we left her, her out. We left she out was. Amanda Bynes. Poor Amanda Bynes. Mm. Sorry, we remember you now, Amanda. Um, but Frankie Muniz, though, like he was famous. Like I knew who this was mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and a year later, that was when 
Asian Cody Banks came out yeah, in less yeah. than a year. So I guess they would have filmed that. I feel like yeah, this time. Mm-hmm. they then that's probably why he was on right. the episode For sure. was because that movie was yeah. going to be. Well, no, why he was on was because he was friends with uh, Mr. And, Dig. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why he was on. Yeah, it. yeah. But they dated too, Lizzie and Frankie. Yeah. So we we remember these things. Um, but you're right. So the episode is about Mr. Or it starts off Mr. Dig is the sub for drama class. I mean, he's the sub for every also, class. Also, I love but... that he's just a sub. Yeah. You know what? He's Can we get him a promotion? Most... I love that it fits in with, like, he is a sub because he is, like, trying to be an actor, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that is how, yeah. supposedly, you know, Frankie Muniz knows him and comes right. back to yeah. visit him. Mm-hmm. And he says that he taught Frankie Muniz everything he knows. Which <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I believe that, too. Which Mr. Dick's a good teacher, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I love Mr. Dig. Um, but they are doing Romeo and Juliet this day. What else would you be doing, of course? So Lizzie and Ethan are paired up to be Romeo and Juliet. And Frankie Muniz shows up because we've just learned, you know, he's friends with Mr. Dig. And Ethan, here is a great Ethan line. He says, Frankie, how'd you get out of the TV? Which oh, yeah. Just... <laughs> and I'm kind of like, come on, Ryder. Like, Ethan was not that clueless, surely. Some you episodes know? he's not, for sure. Right, yeah. They work it to their advantage, whichever yeah. way they need him. So then Frankie kind of takes over the role of Romeo for a hot second. And he asks Lizzie out, like basically oh, right yeah. there. And that is huge. I mean, come on. Yeah. At yeah. lunch, he asks her out like on a date. And she says she doesn't know, which I was like, poor Frankie, though. He ends up coming to her house, I guess, that night. And he just wants to talk. So she invites him inside. And again, I'm like, why is Lizzie inviting people in her house? Right? Because her parents are like the most embarrassing. Yeah. Um, or I always thought they were. Well, and especially like not even just a random boy, like a famous I know. boy. And then, yeah, they end up having such a great time. Right. Just like with the whole family, mm-hmm. which yeah. Lizzie is surprised because she's like, you know, this never happens. Like we never have fun family together time, like yeah. this. It's like family game night, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. They play Scrabble. They do like charades and stuff. Yeah. Um, Frankie also says to Lizzie and Matt that you look nothing alike, and they're like, thank Thank you, you. (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was great. And honestly, like, I feel like, I mean, sure, like, Hillary and Jake Thomas don't necessarily look alike, but when you throw, like, the whole family together, I'm like, yeah, they like the family. They could be a family. Matt kind of looks like the dad. Lizzie looks like the mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, the casting director was Mm -hmm. good at, like, putting together people who looked like they could be a family. Sometimes you have to really, like, suspend disbelief to, like, believe that a TV family is a family, but they do. They all kind of look like they could be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Their next little meetup is at the Digital Bean, and Frankie is disguised because, you know, he's famous, and people are going to recognize him. And he walks in with, you know, sunglasses on and a jacket, and Lizzie's like, Frankie, over here, you know, to come sit with Miranda and Gordo and her. And then everybody, like, floods. And they get their face Yeah. No selfies back then, though. So this was, like, the day of the autograph. But Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo, they try to rescue him, and they end up putting Gordo in Frankie's, like, little disguise outfit, and they're like, go get Frankie Muniz, you yeah. guys. Um, Lizzie makes the front page of the newspaper with Frankie, and I love how Joe was like, oh, this is not a good picture of Miranda. <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, they're just, like, the two unidentified friends. They yes. don't even figure out, like, they don't even care about no. finding their names, mm-hmm. and that's so true, like, yeah. to life of how yes. you see that in magazines. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's kind of, what happens with the friend or Miranda and Gordo because Lizzie keeps hanging out with Frankie. There's paparazzi. There's all this attention. She she's famous at this point. And like, mm-hmm. oh, Matt's storyline by the way is yeah, it's just trying to sell her oh, out. Yeah, he like he says he's her entourage and then just starts selling her belongings to the paparazzi that are. And I love around. how he like takes a tour of the house and mm-hmm. like tells all yeah. the things. 
Lizzie does have a chat with Joe about what's going on, and she says she wants her life back. She doesn't want to be famous. And Joe is like, you know, you should probably break things off with Frankie. You should probably talk to him. And basically they break up, which is kind of sad, but it's it's very, like, amicable. And he's like, sorry, I'm messing up your life. And um, they can still call and email. Like, not not oh, text. Yeah. We're going to email yeah, text in 2002. Yeah. Um, so it was sweet. I mean, you know, it was fine. It was, it was sweet, and it was yeah. fun to see, like, the fame part of it you know they didn't try to make Frankie come in and be just like some random person that wasn't famous so that was kind of interesting yeah he didn't play like he got to play Mm -hmm. himself Mm -hmm. yeah and Frankie also gives her a little invite to his movie set and not only is she going to be just watching the the set she also gets to be in the movie he also invited Gordon Miranda that's when they all make up and they're like oh you know we're gonna be friends again because that always happens on this show yeah um and the sh- the movie it's a tv movie and it's called Rosen Steel yeah. and her line <laughs> is uh Rosen you forgot these keys and she throws him the keys and he's like thanks babe and they're watching it at the end and Lizzie's like never let me go on tv again and so yeah that's yeah. that's that episode it was cute it was, it was cute yeah I liked the range of episodes mm-hmm. we got. It yeah. worked out that those are some of the ones I actually remembered best. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's our five episodes, guys. And they were fun. They like, were, they were good were. episodes. Yeah. The only one that I don't really love is the Just Like Lizzie. Like, I could yeah. do without that yeah, one. Yeah, same. Well, as we finish up, guys, like, just overall thoughts on Lizzie McGuire, like, the impact that it had on your childhood. I mean, the show was everything. It was everything. It was, um, I feel like, too for us it's like they were just enough older the mm-hmm. characters that they were like cool and like something that I feel like we both kind of were like aspiring toward mm-hmm. yeah everything about it was just so great her room I wanted my room to look like hers mm. she had a nice room oh, she yeah. did it was just awesome and I just looked up I finally got my um, internet to work and oh. Josh Hartnett is in Pearl Harbor so it's probably what oh. he's best known okay. in okay. yeah but he yeah but he, he was, was more just... of just like a heartthrob okay. yeah. at the time I got you any other thoughts on, like, Hillary Duff? Anything, guys? I'm just proud of her for, you know, like we talked about, kind of staying out of scandal and sort of overcoming the, like, child teen actor, mm-hmm. like, trap that mm-hmm. a lot of people who live that life and yeah. are actors and yeah. famous so young, yeah. you know, fall into. So I think, you know, she just continues to be such a good role model for people, and that's mm-hmm. really admirable. Yeah. At one point, do y'all remember finding out that I was obsessed with Hillary Duff? I'm curious. I feel like we've known that for like, forever. Yeah. Okay. It's like I can't remember not knowing that. Yeah. Right. That's what everyone says. Yeah. But y'all know me for so much longer, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I always kind of say like the Tim McGraw song by Taylor Swift. Yes. Not when to you think, Taylor Swift into this. When you think was uh, Hillary Duff. I hope you think of me. Yes. Yeah. 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 We do. Mm, good. That's good. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for being on the show. This has been fun. Y'all, were, y'all took you great so notes. Y'all remembered much. everything. Thank you Thanks. for having us. Yes. Yes. All we right. enjoyed it. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Bye.